Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey everyone, welcome back to Next Steps, the podcast that helps you take your next steps toward Christ. Well, we're here in week three of our high velocity disciplines for the new year. We hope that this has been practical and helpful for you to take your next step toward Christ. Today, we are talking about the subject of fasting and how fasting can make a difference in our spiritual lives. I'm joined with Clint Harrison. How's it going? And Grant Nixon. Right here. All right. Well, today we're talking about fasting, guys. Um, yeah. Big topic. It's definitely not a uh, natural thing in our culture, right? No, like it is. Now. That is definitely a, a discipline that, to be quite honest, like probably well into your spiritual maturity, do you finally go, I should probably try this. <laughs> yeah, like, right. you know what I mean? It's yeah. one because we live in a culture of excess. Like, I don't. I don't ever want someone to tell me I can't have that. This is totally the one where you bring it up and somebody turns the other way. Like, hey, good conversation. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's just, it can be awkward almost. Exactly. It's one of many topics that I say and people walk away from me. That's, it's definitely, it's got to be at the top of the list. Fasting. Uh, I mean, there's so many whether they walk away from it. <laughs> but one of them is, is definitely fasting. One of them is fasting. But it is a high velocity discipline because mm-hmm. it definitely can supercharge your spiritual life. All you have to do is subtract something from your life. So let's talk about maybe the definition definition of fasting or what okay. fasting might look like. Yeah, fasting for us looks like, it can look like a lot of different things, right guys? Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, it can look like most people think of food automatically when they think of fasting, subtracting food for a season of your life to dedicate yourself to some time of prayer and, and meditation and thinking through what God wants you to do next. But it can also mean other things too. What are some of the other things? Well, I mean, you could you could substitute uh, or you could take away things, not just food. You could take away specific things in food. Like I know there are people who have dietary restrictions, so or they have health problems, so they can't skip a meal. That's right. Um, but they could cut something out, like something something else that's good. That's a that's a food that they enjoy. They could cut that out, or they could cut out you know hobbies, or they could cut right. out other things in their life. Generally, it's it's something that is good that we enjoy. That we we set to the side, not for the sake of just setting it aside, right? Because if we're saying like don't eat, well then everyone who's ever dieted, congratulations, you fasted, right? Yeah. But but it's more than that. Yeah. It's it's okay. cutting something out and substituting it with uh, our pursuit of God, and and we're sending a message when we do that, right? Yeah, we're saying we're not going to depend on this thing or this food. Instead, we're going to depend on God. As a matter of fact, I had a buddy in college who fasted from the mirror for twenty one days. He never the looked what? at the mirror. And he never looked in the mirror. No, for twenty-one days. Was and he, so, let's be. Does he listen to this? You think? <laughs> I'll tell him to. Okay. Well, don't. Uh, is he ugly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just he was like, "Oh yeah, fast from the mirror." No. What? Why? No, what, he, what was his deal? So uh, he he felt like he always was constantly looking at himself mm. and constantly aware of how he looked, how he came across, and so. He was like, I'm going to give up the mirror for 21 days, and I'm just going to be who I am in Christ, and uh, and I'm going to depend on God that if I feel awkward or uncomfortable or insecure, that uh, that God's enough in my life, and yeah. and that it actually pushed him heavily more so than like putting away games like video sure. games or food or whatever. That's so. fascinating. 
Yeah, you can fast technology. You can fast uh, food. You can fast um, social media. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of things. And, and I think when we're trying to determine what to fast, we're asking ourselves a very a very basic or fundamental question, and that mm-hmm. is, what are the things that I depend upon yeah. in order to make me feel okay? Right. The, that's the list of things that you can then look at. So, so for some people, fasting food's not a big deal because they're not food people. Yep. They're not mm-hmm. foodies. Yeah. If you're a foodie, then food would be a big deal. But if you're on technology six, seven hours, eight hours a day, like many of us are, then that's a hard thing to let go of. I mean, just, just remember the last time that you forgot your phone at home. Right. And how completely oh, disconnected. I don't, I, have, I don't have mine right now. Yeah. I'll be right back. Can you guys keep going? Yeah. We will. I'll be right back. I got to get my phone. Cool. All right. We won't right. miss a beat. All yeah, right. Thanks. So uh, here's here's what happens, though. Like you, you leave your phone at home or something like that. You feel like you left a part of you. Oh, absolutely. Because right. you feel disconnected yeah. from the world. Looking in the couch, looking at my car, going crazy. But right. that disconnection can actually be the exact key mm. to spiritual growth, to igniting spiritual growth, because now we're going to turn our attention and our focus from things that make us feel good on an everyday kind of way and say, God, I'm subtracting this from my life right now so that I can turn and focus on you and let you fill those gaps I fill with something else. I mean, the language that that the, the Word of God gives us of what our pursuit of Him should be like is that we would hunger and thirst That's right. after righteousness. Right. Hunger and thirst. Like, that is not a hobby. It makes me think about uh, what we've been talking about a lot um, at all of our campuses, this idea that that in a Christian life, uh, the church is the center of a Christian's life, and Jesus is the center of the church. We've been talking about a lot of people, and, and we showed a, a, a pie chart, I think, at all the campuses earlier in this year, in the year, yep. um, where where church was one piece of that person's life, there, and it was equal with health, and it was equal with kids, and it was that's equal right. with career, and it was equal with all these other things. And and we're saying that's that's actually not how we're called to pursue God. It's actually not how we're called to pursue. Uh, the, the Christian life, and and that's why the the scriptures use that language, hunger and thirst. I mean, when you think about when you're really hungry yeah. or you're really thirsty, there's nothing else on your mind, right? Yeah. I mean, you're just you're just going after that. Yeah. It can be consuming, exactly. And so that's that that's probably why we think about fasting from food quite often. Um, is matching that matching that language, right? Like I, I know the desperation of hunger. I know the desperation of being thirsty. I wonder sometimes though, if sometimes people, when they read those passages that were written in a very different context than the one we live in today, mm. where give us this day our daily bread. That's right. Was an actual real need. Mm, whereas yeah. we don't have that need. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? I got a like, bread box. I've got yeah, a bread box. Exactly. I've got reserve. We yeah. have an entire financial system that backs us with currency that we can keep That's in the right. bank and we can be okay for the future. They didn't have that back then. That's right. So it really was all about, let me get rid of my immediate needs that I have right now. So I wonder if fasting is not a great thing for us, especially for us, because we do have everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we have almost all of our material needs met. We have a place to sleep. We have enough food to eat. We have whatever we need. So maybe fasting should take a bigger place than it does in our life usually, because we need to remove some things in order to focus on him. You know, can we think about, should um, just ask a very basic question that uh, we've assumed already, but but should we be fasting regularly? Like, should that be a part of our life? And and I think Jesus talks about it in Matthew 6. He says, whenever you fast. He doesn't say, if you fast. That's right. Or if you get desperate enough. Because I think when we think about fasting, if, if you've ever fasted, you know, if you've ever pursued God in that way, I bet the majority of the times you've done that, have been in times of desperate need. 
right? Yep. Like I need an answer from yep. you. I need guidance right. here. I mean, I, I think about I think about that for my own family. The, truly, the last time that I fasted was I needed wisdom. I needed God to speak to me, and so I said, "Okay, like that. This is what I got to do." But it seems to me. Like from reading Jesus here in Matthew, it seems to me that maybe it shouldn't just be for those times, but he's making this assumption uh, in this statement, really, in this assumption saying, when you do fast, you know, like this should be a part. It's a, it's a regular of rhythm of the spiritual yeah, a, life. A yeah. regular rhythm, exactly. Yeah, and I love, I love, you know, you quoted the Matthew 6, so I'm just going to continue with some of that. Matthew 6.16 says, when you fast, and again, mm-hmm. that seems to indicate some kind of regular rhythm. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they receive their reward in full. So there's a sense in which what the Bible is doing is, is warning us that fasting is something that we keep to ourselves. Mm. Um, that we don't publicize it. And the reason for that is because, again, we're not trying to fill needs. And what That's publicizing right. it does That's right. is it makes people go, wow, you're holy, how righteous are you? And it almost short circuits the spiritual blessing. That's mm. right. That's right, because that's exactly right. Fasting is not, I need something from somebody else. That's right. Fasting is, I need you. I need you more than bread. I need you more than water. I need you. And when we post it on social media, I'm starting my two-day fast or whatever, what we're doing is, is, okay, I need you, God, but I also, I need people to look at me. We're meeting our own needs. We're meeting our own needs, right. It's it's completely undermining it. And so, like, as I say that, I'm, like, thinking about scrolling through my social media and being like, have I ever posted about fasting? Like, can I delete that one real quick? You know what I love about that is I really like that you pointed that out. It shows the intimacy Mm. that we have with God and that fasting is one of those things where we go, we're going to forego, and I love what you said, Pastor Mike, that it's not just our wants, but it's our needs that we're pushing away. And what we're saying is, is God, you are the ultimate in my life, mm-hmm. and there's no one like you, and sure. I have this with you and no one else. And so you're the one that I'm going to completely depend on, and I'm not going to look for approval right. or security or hope. No, I, as a matter of fact, I'm basing my hope and my my actual energy on you when I fast food or when I fast social media or when I fast whatever it is, fill in the blank. And I find this intimacy with you and you meet me and you answer prayers and you do give wisdom and you do give grace. And, and it's an incredible thing that we can have a habit in our lives. So Andrew Murray, who, uh, you know, throughout history has been quoted all on prayer. I mean, he's probably right. one of the greatest prayer theologians in the history of the Christian church. He writes this about prayer and fasting. He says, prayer is reaching out after the unseen. Fasting is letting go of all that is seen and temporary. Fasting helps express, deepen, confirm the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything, even ourselves, to attain what mm. we seek for the kingdom of God. That's good. That is that is quotable. Right <laughs> That's there. Andrew Murray, right? That is, I mean, Andrew Murray, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If I've ever heard anything. Well, I know, love that reaching forward in prayer, letting go. Yeah. You know, fasting. That's yeah. fantastic. Reaching. Reaching for the unseen, and I love I love that idea too because I think it really does kind of connect that fasting has a relationship to pride. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, fasting is the antidote, if you will, to pride because pride is self exaltation and self sufficiency. I mean, that's the very definition of pride: self exaltation and self sufficiency. And fasting is saying, I will not depend upon my own sufficiency to meet my own needs. I'm going to depend upon the Lord to meet those needs within me. You know, it's interesting that um, Jesus in his temptation in uh, the desert um, is fasting for 40 days. 
you know, and he That's comes right. to the end of that fast in 40 days. By the way, just just so you know, we're certainly not recommending that you do any kind of um, dramatic or extensive fasting um, when you start this. Right. If you're going to start to fast, just fast for a day or something like that. And sometimes it's even a meal or just a, just a little while because a 40-day fast is something that you just really have to prepare for and few Christians have done. But Jesus in the middle of the desert is fasting for 40 days and, Jesus, and, and Satan comes to him and brings him to the highest point where he can look out over the kingdoms of men. And he says, hey, listen, if you'll just bow down to me, I will give you everything that you have yeah. here in the world. Like I will make you master over everything. But the interesting thing is Jesus was already master over everything. That's so right. he was offering him something that he really couldn't give. But it was his fasting, his weakened state that Satan tried to use as a tool to get to Jesus. And so I think sometimes in our in our weakened state of fasting or our weakened state of technology where we're pulling it back and we're just saying, this is an opportunity for the spiritual. And you have to be careful mm-hmm. that either Satan doesn't speak into those moments, but that it's the Lord that we are focused on our fast. In other words, we're not just fasting for the sake of fasting. That's right. We're fasting to pray. We're fasting to seek mm-hmm. guidance. We're mm-hmm. fasting to have a question answered. So there has to be a purpose for the fast. We don't want to we don't want to just right. fast. Cuz you're right, Grant. I mean, it's different. I mean, that's not the same thing as somebody who's fasting for for food or weight loss. You know, I was going to say I was going to say the exact same point that as we fast, we fast for the purpose because when we create a void in our life, when we have so much, voids don't stay voids very long. No. Like when you create that, you free up that space, something fills it. Yeah. Like I was, I was reading a book uh, recently. Um, Those spiritual vacuums. Yeah, yeah. I was reading a book recently talking about just our, our busy lives and our lives of hurry. And and he said, you know, I was thinking about, I wish I had four more hours in the day. That's what I need. And then he said he started making a list of all the things he would do with that extra time. And then he realized the list was bigger than that time, and it will always be. Always. And so mm-hmm. in the same way, if you're saying I'm committing to my lunch hour, I'm going to commit to not eat. So I'm not going to go in the break room and and spend an hour with my lunch and talk to all these people. Um, if you aren't purposeful with that, if you aren't saying I am, I'm not doing that so that I can spend time in prayer, so that I can spend time reading the Word, whatever it is, um, then you will find yourself... On Netflix, you'll find yourself yeah. hanging out at a buddy's desk. You'll find yourself doing. You will fill that. You're space. gonna fill that space. You're gonna fill the space. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I love the idea that uh, that our fasting we've got to be careful as we do it. We do it with purpose. One thing that uh, I think is really huge is, I mean, in my experience with fasting, is that you can hit moments where you're going, "What did I get into?" Mm. Like all of a sudden, That's I'm feeling point. tempted. This is really hard, and and you know I'm not alone in that. Jesus had that. I mean, Mike talked about it. Matthew four, he says, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, I love this phrase. It says that he was hungry. And whenever I read that, I always go, okay, so he fasted forty days and forty nights. Of course he was hungry. Why are you telling me this? Right. When you look Snickers, into it, right. yeah, it seems ridiculous. And then when you look into it, when you fast, when you get to day forty, um, actually your stomach loses all of its reserves, and you're literally starving. And so Satan came to him at his weakest, his weakest moment, moment. That's right. and tempted him. And so there's times at which where if you're fasting or you're trying it out and you're going, this is so hard, it's that's normal. And yeah. that's a part of it. And that's why we press into God even more. Even in the process of fasting for the first few days, it's, it's really interesting that 
Um, if you've ever done like a four or five day fast, day two and day three are horrible. You're going to have a headache. You're going to feel terrible. But then all of a sudden day four, things begin to clear up, right? There's more clarity. And, and, And here's, here's the important point. It's not that God comes closer to you because you've done this. It's that we can see how close he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like fasting brings God closer to you. It brings you closer to him. It opens our eyes. It allows us yeah. to see what we can't normally ordinary see, ordinarily see because we are meeting our own needs. Maybe one thing that would be helpful is people start to fast and they say, I want to fast with a purpose, is um, make sure, write out your goal. It's like idea. Be very clear. Write out, what do you want from God here? Like, okay, you're, you're letting go of all of this. You're going to spend time in prayer. You're going to spend time, whatever. What do you want? You know, like be clear about that so that you can return to you can return to that goal on day two. You can return to that goal on day three, you know, when it's when it's not as easy. Um and also helps keep you focused throughout yeah, the uh, throughout the fast. This is what I want. Um and, and what a great what a great thing to to keep in front of you. You guys have any other um uh tips, I guess, like for someone who's starting out, they go, you know what, I've never practiced fasting. Cause I'll I'll be honest, I was in my twenties. And I had never, I'd never even thought about, I mean, I've been a follower of Jesus since I was a little kid. Um, I'm in, I'm in school, uh, for study, doing Christian studies, right? Like I'm in school to be a pastor and I had never practiced this discipline until my twenties. And so there was a lot I didn't know. So what about for you as you, as, as, as you guys talk to people who maybe, maybe this is going to be their first time, you know, maybe this is the first time they really practiced this or, or really thought about it. Um, what would you say to them? Like, what would you say? So, so start with purpose. Is there anything else you'd say to them? Yeah, I would say go slow. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I would start with just go slow on it. Um, because again, what God's not looking for from you is some kind of sacrifice. I mean, all the necessary sacrifice has been made because of what Jesus did for us. Good. Right. Right. But what we're trying to do right now is, and this is going to be different for anybody else. It's kind of like, let's just take it out of the spiritual realm for a second and think about it just in terms of something very natural. Like, So if, if you have ever lifted weights, you know that you just don't go in and try to lift a bunch of weight. Um, <laughs> so I have this story from high school. Um, I was freshman and um, all my buddies were on the football team. So I joined the f- uh, football team my freshman year. How long year. ago was this? This was about 17 years ago. And, uh, and just we were put that in there and he yeah. said it. That's yeah. awesome. And, uh, that was actually a lot longer than that. So you just well can't done. do math. Well but, done. uh, anyway. what is math? <laughs> What's ma- math? No math. Uh, so no, I was, we were, I was at Oviedo high school and, um, all my buddies were on the football team. So I jumped in to be on the football team and I made this huge mistake. Uh, these guys were throwing up huge weight in the bench press. Right. And so, um, went in there and I weighed a whole 140 pounds probably. And I put one, 185 pounds, <laughs> <laughs> I put 185 pounds on the bench press and all these guys were taking it and they were dropping it on their chest and bouncing it up and, and oh, doing the no. things. And so I put this thing up there. My arms are shaking like crazy. I dropped it on my chest and it broke three ribs on each side. <laughs> And I cried out, yeah. And they had to take the weights off of me. I was done for the season. It was terrible. It was terrible. So I was but when you were wrapped, they went to the state championship, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, they lost really bad. (laughs) So so, uh, but I I was wrapped forever. The point of that is that you can't jump into fasting and expect to throw heavy weight. Sure. That's at the right. beginning, That's right. you know, you have to realize that you're going to have to start with some lightweight yeah. and work your way up if you want to do that. But the, the great thing about it is 
when you first start and you throw, you're throwing up this little weight, it actually has the same effect as throwing up big weight when you're down the road. That's good. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to, I just want you to take it easy when you first jump into fasting. There's no need to, there's no need to, uh, you know, try to pretend to be a spiritual superstar. That's right. Just take it one step at a time. Even if uh, you can read Richard Foster's book, Celebration of Discipline, his chapter on fasting is the best chapter on fasting I've ever read. It's a great. Even idea. if you just grab that PDF version, read only that chapter, it's worth weights and gold. So. Yeah, it would be super helpful. He talks about at the beginning uh, when you fast, don't eat something like super heavy, like a burger and fries, but eat something like fruits or salads fast and then end your fast with fruits or salads. Don't jump into like a large pizza and just go all in. Um, It's just helpful. You'll feel better. You'll be more focused, all those things. So I think we can kind of sum up all of the uh, advice here with prepare. Yeah. Like prepare it's for good. your fast, you know, That's like right. maybe you're listening to the podcast now and you're going tonight, tonight's the night or tomorrow I'm going to start my fast, like prepare, like sit down with, with knowledge and say, if, if I am, if this is my purpose of why I'm doing it, this is how long my fast will last. This is, this is what I'm going to do with my meals and all yep. those other things. But, but just be prepared. Like as you, as you walk into it, walk into it with wisdom and, um, and you can expect to see God do really big things. Well, guys, I think that was awesome. Um, I think we're at the end of another episode. Um, listen, if this conversation about fasting has been helpful for you, we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to iTunes or whatever podcast platform you can find us on. We're grateful to be here. We'll be with you next week. And uh, this is Pastor Mike Adkins. Pastor Clint. And Pastor Grant. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.